You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. What's going on? It's the Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler here, pushing all the buttons for us. Dan Snyder. Just, just, just when you think it can't get any more slimy. Dan Snyder's appearing to be more and more of a slithery, slimy slug. In other words, that start with S. Then, then even I gave him credit for. And again, it's all allegations. And at this point in time, I don't know who's telling the truth. I don't know which sources are real. I don't know what allegations are uh, the basis for all of this, but if if I look at everyone in the mix here, I'm inclined to believe one of them less. And it's the the the, the Snyder, slithery, slimy, slug. The S, the Snyder, right? It it all comes together. According to reporting done by Mark Maskey, Nikki Jabvala, and Liz Clark of the Washington Post, Snyder has demanded that both the NFL and his fellow owners grant him indemnity against any future legal action and costs if he sells the commanders. Now, if you're anything like me, you probably went, you know what? I'm sure somewhere in school I learned the definition of indemnity, but uh, it is not in my quick recollection. It's not in my, my random access memory that I can access quickly. So uh, so I looked it up for you. Indemnity's definition, one of, is security against or exemption from legal liability for one's actions. If you need, in addition to, over $5 billion for selling the franchise, the promise that nobody's going to sue you for what you've done? I want to know what you've done. <laughs> right? And don't you? By the way, call and text lines open 757-687-9494. I mean, it, it is like that is the the ultimate of just like human human nature, right? If you walk into a house and somebody says, All right, I'm running out for a little bit. Whatever you do, do not look in the cabinet next to the refrigerator. Just do not do it. You're going to want to be like, well, you know, is it a present? Is it it something scary? Is there something living in there? Is like, what what is it? That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Dan Snyder is going, listen, I'll sell. You can get rid of me. All my bad PR that I bring to the league, if it's that bad, go ahead. Just say the word and I'll sell but on my way out I need you to make me a promise and not just a promise like shake hands look in the eye like a promise like one in writing that is legal you need to essentially grant me a pardon for everything I did basically if I sell you can't come after me which also makes me think as soon as he sells there's going to be some stuff that comes to light And if not, what do you need the protection for? 
Snyder has gone, according to the report, so far as to threaten to sue if the league and other owners do not agree to his demands. I don't know what he's suing for. But, if I mean, he's worth $4.9 billion according to Forbes. My guess is he could at least make you pay a lot of lawyer fees. It's... <laughs> I want to emphasize this. Dan Snyder can be slithery, can be slimy, in appearance, right? That, that's that's the only thing we have to go off of. We can judge based on what we see. And, and we can have all of these preconceived notions about him. I do not believe he's a dummy, right? Like, I do believe he has a certain level of intelligence. I do believe he has a certain level of common sense. And he has to know that if he sells the team, something small isn't going to make them chase him, Right? Everyone else that owns a team in the NFL is a billionaire as well. Something little, they're going to go, man, good thing we got rid of that guy when we did. Do you see all the stuff he was doing when he was here? The fact that he's saying, you can't chase me, again, it just makes me think there's something big. If I'm the other owners, now I'm voting him out, right? Because they still have that ability. They can just vote him out with whatever two-thirds of the owners. I'm voting him out, and I'm pooling our money to sue him into oblivion. I'm suing him for little things just so I can go through the discovery process and and subpoena all the records. Like, I'm looking for more. And I'm saying, he's one billionaire. We're 31 billionaires. We have to be able to outlast him in the court. You don't get to bully all of us. He's he's giving everyone a common enemy. Which is like... he should be doing the the survivor thing, right? Like the TV show where if if you are outnumbered, you need to start driving wedges in between their relationships. You do not need to make them unite against you. He needs to be looking for for wedges in the other ownerships alliances because alliance is a word that only gets used on the TV show Survivor. Uh <laughs> need to be driving a wedge in their alliances, not acting in such a way that is going to bring them all together and and rise up against him. demanded like he's in the position to demand demanded that both the nfl and his fellow owners grant him indemnity against any future legal action and costs if he sells the commanders again that reporting done by multiple journalists from the washington post security against or exemption from legal liability for one's actions how do you even ask for that without coming across as the most guilty person on the planet hello i would like to uh not have to answer for my own actions why would you not want to do that because my actions were really bad like that's the only answer if you operate in an upfront way if you operate in an upstanding way you're not asking for this indemnity All you're doing is piquing my curiosity. Right? What's the the line from uh, Django? You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. It's like, okay, now I'm, I'm dedicated to figuring out what you're trying to hide, what you're trying to get out from under. If there's something there that is suing worthy, right? If there's something there that is pressing charges or going after worthy, it's probably good enough to get you out of being an owner, right? So we're, we'll get rid of you. That's what I would, t- that's, that would be my message. If he comes to me as an owner, like I'm an owner of name your other team, the Titans, the Rams, whatever. 
If he comes to me and says, listen, I'll sell, and I'd be like, all right, perfect, man. We've been trying to get rid of you for a while. You're actually pretty annoying. Uh, he would go, well, before I go, I just need this. I need indemnity against uh, from you and the NFL against all, all of my, my own actions. I would go, no. Like, we'll get rid of you. Don't Don't worry about that. It's whether you make it easy or not. Right, because now I, I now I know to go look for something. Right now, now I know the generic area of where to look, and uh, and I know you don't lose often because you're a billionaire. We also don't lose often, and there's more of us. You don't get to bully us. That's that's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works. Romo Tim calls it diplomatic immunity. Immunity is kind of what he. I've, Kind of similar to what indemnity means, right? I don't. Again, I'm not. I'm not legally. I didn't go to law school. I'm not. I'm not legally. I didn't go to law school. I think that argument right there proves that you, you probably wouldn't want me defending you in the court of law. Uh, but it's almost like immunity to me is is like moving forward, right? Immunity, and and this could be completely wrong, but it feels like then I can do whatever I want because I have immunity. It's almost like he's looking for a pardon for everything that he's that he's done. I would love to know how how we think this is going to be different than any other every every other threat that he's made to the owners. They, you know, if you say, "Hey, we're going to force you out," why the heck haven't they done it already? There's already more of them than there are of him to begin with. And if he says, "I'm not going to sell," then he's obviously just not going to sell. And I understand, yeah, there's 31, there's one of him, but why the heck haven't they done that? We've been waiting. It seems like for years and years and years for the third, mm-hmm. the other 31 to be like, okay, enough's enough. You've, you've threatened us with lawsuits. You threatened us with dirt, the eight owners that he had dirt on. And I just wonder when is enough enough that they're finally going to do it? It's a great question. Right. And I've, and I've, I've, We've had this conversation in the past where it's like, I've said this is going to be the 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 final nail in the coffin, so to speak, so many times that, that you almost don't want to say it. But I, I saw it put really, really kind of succinctly on Twitter. Um, I think it was Grant Paulson up at uh, 106.7, which is in D.C., obviously covering the team. And uh, somebody tweeted at him a similar deal. They're like, I think I've said this isn't good for uh, for, for Dan Snyder 600 times. And he kind of used the metaphor of of chopping down a tree. He's like, well, yeah, 600 swings with the axe. It might not fall yet, but you're definitely a lot further biting in. Like there's a lot more wood, right? Chipped off and chopped off and and who knows how many more swings, right? If it's a redwood, you might still be chopping for a while. But, uh, you know, you, you never know which swing of the axe is going to be the one that brings the, the the tree down. And I just, this feels, it feels like the walls are closing in on it. There's less places to wiggle free, right? I, I, I mean, I use the kind of metaphorical term, slithery, slimy slug, but like there's only so many places where he can wriggle free and slip out of the grasp now. Uh, there's there's the sexual misconduct investigations. There's the financial impropriety uh, in, investigations. Now there's this weird line he's driving into the other owners for indemnity. There's another financial situation that's being brought up, uh, which we'll talk about later, involving a $55 million loan. There's the the arguments from three other billionaires that were minority stakeholders in that case. there's there's They're coming at him from all angles now. And and if his last move is fine, I'll leave as long as you promise not to to get me in trouble. 
that feels like a last move, right? That feels like a final, final, like lifesaver being thrown out there. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1-757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494 is the call-in line. That's also the Dream Lawns text line. Your reactions to the latest from Snyder. And by the way, that's there was like two breaking newses about Snyder. That coming from the Washington Post. Breaking newses? I don't know. what uh, That comes from the Washington Post saying that uh, he's asking for indemnity if he does sell. Uh, there's another that we're going to talk about later that, that again, is more of the financial impropriety element of it. Uh, and, and, and that's, I mean, you, you can't make this up. But, again, your reactions to the Snyder News, 757-687-9494. And speaking of the Washington Commanders, uh, they cut Carson Wentz. Does he have a future somewhere in the NFL? I'm 100% sure it's not in Washington, but does he have a future anywhere in the league? That question and more coming up. Sports talk with a side of movie quotes. I can't see nothing. Got to open my eye. Come me, man. I want to do it. Oh, come the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Does Carson Wentz get another shot? Does someone else pay him professionally to play football or to be a backup? 757-687-9494. That is the call-in line. We want to hear hear from you, but you can also text in that same number. 757-687-9494. That's what many of you have done in reaction to the Breaking news involving Dan Snyder. Uh, I'll read it for you one more time. According to reporting done by multiple journalists at the Washington Post, Dan Snyder has demanded that both the NFL and his fellow owners grant him indemnity against any future legal action and costs if he does sell the commanders. Uh, And by the way, indemnity means uh, essentially they can't chase him, sue him, or take him to court over anything he's done. Uh, that's what he's asking for on the way out. Robbie, what are they saying on the text line? From the 757, it's important to note that uh, the Washington Post is the one that is reporting this information. And obviously, Jeff Bezos trying to buy the team. Everything we talked about yesterday with him being blocked of buying the team and, and then them obviously coming out with this report. It, I mean, it is probably a point that should have been noted. I agree. Uh, you would be calling in to question the journalistic integrity of a ton of people uh, to imply that that bezos would would come down from the clouds of of owning so much more than just the washington post he's not like the boss of the washington post he's the boss's 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 boss of boss's 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 boss of those writers and uh you know him coming down from the clouds and saying i need you to write a hit piece on on dan snyder the journalists would probably take great offense to to that um, but you're right. It is a note that should have been mentioned. I do agree with that. From the 757, you sound like a mob member just going after him, piling on, Tim. I disagree. I would. I might argue that a mob mem- member would be willing to do things in exchange for indemnity, right? You, there, there's, there's throughout history. And by the way, like I'm, I went through a pretty, pretty dark, not dark phase, pretty deep phase of. Uh, researching the the mafia and its history in america there's quite a few examples of people trading information and or actions for things like indemnity immunity pardons uh lessened sentences that's that's actually a very 
very prominent move in, in the mafia world. And again, uh, if if you you are interested in that sort of thing, a like watch everything Martin Scorsese's ever ever done. But also, there's a great book called The Five Families. I recommend it often. It's long, but it's it's very very interesting on the mafia history. One more. Tim from Cowboy Dave. He's just saying he wants to sell it, but he doesn't want any action, any kind of blowback to what he's ever done. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's kind of what what at least what he's asking for. If he gets it, I don't know. The, the other thing is this. The other owners might go fine. You want indemnity? Are you gone and you're quiet? See ya. <laughs> right? They they might do it. I, I I wouldn't if I were them, but there's there's a possibility they they might just see the light at the end of the tunnel and say we can wash our hands of this. So maybe they do. Maybe they do. Uh Tim Donnelly show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. You can call in as well as text 757-687-9494. Does Carson Wentz get another shot somewhere in the NFL? First for details on his release, here's Tom Pelissero on Good Morning Football. Carson Wentz released by the commanders to nobody's surprise at this point. He was due a huge number, clearly does not have a future in Washington, certainly not as the starting quarterback, and it raises questions about where, if anywhere, is Carson Wentz going to be in 2023. He's made a lot of money through the course of his career. There's a lot of seats open in terms of potential quarterback competitions. This might take a while for Carson Wentz to find a new home. Look at that. It might take a while for him to find a new home. Well, luckily, he... Regardless, he'll be just fine. Uh, in the last four years, Carson Wentz has made $106,070,684 from three different teams, the Eagles, Colts, and Washington. Um, now, obviously, you know, as every rich person will remind you, uh, a lot of that goes to taxes. So, I mean, what, is he clearing $65, 70000000 He'll be all right. But the interesting part is he has been cut, right? He has been cut, and and he is free to sign with any team that wants him, any team he sees fit. Now, he is not going to get anywhere near the money he has been making, but I do believe there would be a market for him as a backup quarterback. Dan Orlovsky, who, by the way, has been the biggest champion on national television for Carson Wentz throughout his his trials and tribulations of the last three, four years. Uh, He was on NFL Live and he was asked what could be next for Carson. I think one of two options. Find a team that has a starter that's a little bit in question, the Miami Dolphins, and maybe go say, I'm going to be the backup. And we know Tua has a little bit of a history with injury. The second thing is... Maybe he's done with football. He's been beat up a ton. He's got a ton of injuries. He's made himself a ton of money. Maybe Carson Wentz walks away from the game Mm -hmm. and decides to go and and kind of live his life outside of football. I think those are one of the two things that can happen. He can either look for a backup job or he can live his life outside of football. How fascinating of a question is that for Carson? For Carson Wentz. And honestly, like the answer to that question would decide whether I want him on my team. If I'm a GM of a, of a, a team that needs a backup quarterback, I want him to fight for it. If he fights for it, I'd want him in his locker room. If he is indifferent about continuing, I'd want nothing to do with him. Does that guy love the locker room? Does he love the game? That, I mean, that's what it comes down to at this point. 
His experience makes him a valuable backup. We already know that. His experience, he's played in big games. He's played in a ton of games. He can go in there and be a lot better than a lot of the other guys that will be backups in the NFL. But the, the thing about a backup is you have to absolutely love it. Because you have to stay ready when you're not getting the accolades. You have to watch extra film when when you're not the guy starting just to be ready in case maybe something happens and you get to go into the game. If he is content finding his retirement home, starting his next career, and I'm not saying like like everyone's career comes to an end. At a certain point, guys have to, you know, have the serious conversation with themselves and say, you know, I'm my, my career is over. That's different. If you're walking away when offers are still coming in on the table, I don't want you anywhere near my quarterback room. Meanwhile, if he is, is it's like, you know, like a, I'll, I'll use an actor's example here. If an actor is like, I refuse to audition, even though they say it's their dream role, I'm, I'm going like, eh, get out of here. But if they're like, I'll read for it. I'll come in six times. I'll continue auditioning. What do you need me to do? You need me to put on, put it on tape. You need me to record myself. You need me to get in costume. You need me to work on the accent. I want that job. I want that role. That's the one that I want in my movie. Carson Wentz has $106 million earned in the last four years. Sign- I mean, millions more than that. If you go to his entire career, if he is, is like, yeah, I could come back. I could not. I'd go, you know what? Don't. You don't need to come back. There's no reason to unless you're absolutely hair on fire, ready to roll. Don't take, don't take a job from another young backup that, that would live and breathe and sleep this game. But on the other hand, if he does, like I'm not saying he's not. If he does love the game that much and you can have him on a contender as your backup for cheap, I'm interested in that. Chad Henney just just retired. If the Chiefs need a backup and Carson Wentz is is willing to take a cheap deal, and if Mahomes has an ankle tweak and and you need Wentz to come in for three or four games, that's very interesting. But like, I need his agent to reach out to me and say he will come throw for you. He will work out. He will he will do what it takes. I don't want to reach out to him. Have to convince him. That ain't you anymore, Carson. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. LeBron James is human. He needs help. And the Lakers aren't giving it to him. He's going to miss some time with an ankle injury. Lakers are in trouble coming up. On the field, offense wins games and defense wins championships. On the Tim Donnelly Show, we break down both sides of the action. Touchdown! The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Thanks for tuning in on a Tuesday. Call and text 757-687-9494 to join the conversation. That number again, 757-687-9494. LeBron James, he seems like he's not human a lot of times. Right, we we talk about on the show, alien is our highest form of compliment. Uh, it's a it's a figure of speech. Right, they're all human. Tom Brady played until he was 112. He's human. Kevin Durant is a seven footer. Giannis is a seven footer. They can handle the ball like like guards. They're they're still human, right? LeBron is human and he needs help. 
He's to the point in his career where he needs help. And the Lakers, not for lack of trying, haven't been able to give it to him. Uh, the the report from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, uh, sources told Woj, LeBron is feared to be out several weeks with a right foot injury. He's undergoing further testing to learn the full extent of the injury. Uh, the report that, uh, that has since come out says they're going to reevaluate in two weeks, but they're expecting it to go on longer than that. Sham Sharanya of, uh, of the Athletic Stadium uh, reported that LeBron may have originally suffered the injury sometime in January and had been playing through it due to the Lakers not having the luxury of allowing him to rest. That is a sign that the Lakers did not put together the type of team that they need to have around LeBron. You need to have other people that can take the baton and say, I got it for a little bit. They can grab the wheel. Think of it like a road trip, right? When you're uh, in college on a road trip, right? You have a driver. I'm, it's my car. I'm driving. And you could drive 47 hours. That driver's like, I'm good. Give me a Mountain Dew. We're just going to keep it rolling. They're going on a road trip with, with people in their 30s. All right, you're going to take the first two hours. You're going to take the next two uh Okay, if you, all right, if you promise if you promise to have strong black coffee, then you can go for three hours. Uh, everyone else needs to be napping at some point in time to keep your energy up. That's where LeBron's at in his career. When he's driving, he's great, right? When he's at the wheel, team is awesome, cruising left lane highway. But he needs to get like the back seat every once in a while and 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 catch a couple Z's. Jay Williams on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max makes it seem like it's easy to just sit LeBron out. How do you feel about load management now, everybody? When I'm looking at situations like this where LeBron James, at 38 years old, playing 40 minutes on most nights to try to push for this team to get a playoff seed, and then an injury that we have been talking about for the last several weeks with him with his foot. Right. Wendy has came on our show before All-Star and has talked about the minutes, the load management of the minutes, and the foot injury at 69-260 is sure as hell is making you think differently about load management this morning if you're a fan of LeBron James or the Lakers and you're saying, there goes my team's chances of making the playoffs they can't load manage him that's the problem the lakers weren't playing lebron 40 minutes a game every game because they have some kind of weird moral agreement with the fans to give them a classic lebron performance every game you paid for a ticket you want to see him no, they're playing him that much because they need to play him that much and the margin for error for that team is minuscule. I did, I did, I did some research, did some math, basic addition. LeBron in both the playoffs and regular season in the NBA alone has played 64,869 minutes. There is one player in NBA history with more. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 66,297. So, you know, like 1,700 more. That's it. That, that's all. And guess what? LeBron is running and jumping and flying through the air. Not saying Kareem was like chilling, but when you're seven feet, you can, you can kind of get away with being a less impact style player. Kobe, 57,278. So 7,500 less than LeBron. His body broke down at the end. 
He was a runner. He was a jumper. He was explosive, just like LeBron. He kept care of his body. Maybe not as much as LeBron, but as much as, as that generation kept care of their bodies, Kobe did. Kobe's body broke down at the end, the shoulder, the elbow, the, the Achilles. And he played the equivalent of, if you played every game, every minute, and did not come out, 158 less games than LeBron has already. The Lakers have not done enough to let him age gracefully. That was supposed to be Anthony Davis's role. I've been saying this for years. They brought in Anthony Davis with the plan of he'll be the guy and LeBron will come in and take his shift at the front. And and anytime LeBron needs two, three weeks to rest an ankle, if he tweaks it in January, he doesn't have to play through it all February because Anthony Davis is over there telling him, no, chill, relax. Chill. OG, right? You start calling him things like old head. Let me handle it. And I know the Lakers, I mean, they've shuffled that roster so many times. Like, D'Angelo Russell doesn't strike me as the guy that's going to show up, and now LeBron's like, oh, perfect. You're here. Great. Now, now I can rest a little. D'Angelo, thank you. D'Lo. That's supposed to be Anthony Davis. And, and if it's not him, the Lakers are just in trouble. Then you're just, you're just depending on one guy at a point in his career where you can't depend on him like that. If LeBron was 27 years old, I'd be fine. I'd be, I'd be going like, yeah, why would you trust anyone else to lead the team ever? Of course, play him as, as often as you can. Right? I'm not sitting here arguing like Luka Doncic should be taking a whole bunch of time where he looks at, at, at Kyrie and says, you're good. I don't, I don't want to be the, the, the main character tonight because Luka's at the part of his career where he should be the main character every night. Same for a lot of these young guys. LeBron is past it. LeBron is is way past it. He's like 20,000 minutes past it. 20,000 minutes on an NBA floor past the point where you should be depending on him each and every night. Starting about the All-Star break, you should look at LeBron and say, "All right, you do whatever you have to do to be to be ready to roll for the first round of the playoffs." And, and that should be like a realistic conversation that doesn't make him go, well, 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 well what are you going to do? What, what, what are you going to do if, if, I ha- if I take a couple nights off? Or what are you going to do if, if um, you know, I, I don't play in the second half? What are you going to do? They should be like, oh, we'll just we'll, we'll win more often than we don't anyway. Like we're, we're just going to have the rest of the team step up. You know, you know that. Instead, it's like, well, we're going to hope that Anthony Davis doesn't, doesn't fall awkwardly. Not no, not during the game. Stepping off the bus, and we're going to hope that D'Angelo uh, Russell plays plays you know as good as he does the one out of every ten games that gets everyone excited, and then and we'll go from there, right, LeBron? Cool. It's it's a it's kind of a shame. Like they have to trade him or Anthony Davis this this offseason, maybe both. But depending on those two guys to be healthy is just it's 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 a fool's errand. It's just not going to happen where they're both healthy at the same time often enough. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We go to the microphones, the podiums, all across sports, and we bring you sports in its own words. Coming up next. This is sports. 
in its own words on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Sports in its own words. I'm Tim Donnelly. This is the Tim Donnelly Show. And sometimes you just want to hear them say it for themselves. Here's the deal. I love trash talk. Love it. I don't think we have enough of it in like our everyday activities. I think we should be allowed to trash talk more. But the only rule is it has to be about the game, right? It has to be about the 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 actual action, not about personal stuff. Don't go into personalities or family or looks or anything like that, which means this from uh, from Giannis. He was talking to Hassan Minhaj. Uh, it's pretty darn good on The Daily Show uh, talking about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, let's go. <laughs> you keep joining super teams to win the NBA title. How about how about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? <laughs> Overreaction with the ooze, right? That sounded like elementary school when someone gets called to the president. Or sorry, the principal. Ooh. But still, that's a great bit of trash talk. Kevin Durant has done just about everything you can possibly do in the NBA, except be the main character on a title team. And Giannis has done it, so he has the right to talk trash. Now, if Kevin Durant wants to talk trash back, I'm here for it. This this is good. I like this. Now, Now I want Phoenix and Milwaukee in the NBA Finals. He'll tweet it out. He's not going to say anything. He'll tweet it, though. He'll tweet it from a burner? Yeah, he's a big tweeter. Follow us on Twitter, by the way, at ESPN Radio 941. Uh, Mic'd up. I don't know why it's taken this long, but it's starting to take over the sports media world. Uh, the, the golf every weekend is is miking someone up for, for the, the walk down the fairway. Baseball and spring training is doing significantly more of it. So, uh, so Andrew McCutcheon was mic'd up when uh, Edmund Sosa of the Phillies stepped to the plate. And uh, it went like this. Grasp it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Deep to left. Sosa. That's I a bomb. routine fly ball uh, during the season. Got the winds howling out today. <laughs> routine fly ball right there. Left field. Ramos going to get that. We call that wind-aided. Wind-aided. Routine fly ball. It was a monster shot. But I love the defense. I love it. If you're going to mic up the defense when someone hits a home run, they're going to go, oh, caught by the wind. Look at this. And the wind is going to carry this one all the way out and up into the second, over the second deck, into the the nosebleed. This is going to clear the stadium. What a gust of wind. It was in the jet stream. Like just no credit to the hitter. There's a, you're familiar with Major League, right? The movie. Oh, yeah. And most people are familiar with Major League Two. Not as good, right? You have Omar Epps instead of Wesley Snipes. Uh, Even fewer people are aware of Major League Three. It's called Back to the Miners. Um, Not much of the the main cast is still there. But there is still the legendary announcer, Bob Euchre. And uh, the big game does take place inside the, the Minnesota Twins Dome. And he does the whole pop fly caught in the wind. This one's going to get out just because of the wind. And his, his color commentator is like, we're in a dome. He's like, air conditioning. Uh, McCutcheon, Bob Euchre, same cloth. Uh, baseball guys, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, Russell Westbrook is a former MVP. He four times averaged a triple-double 
in the NBA. He is a future first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, has an argument to be the best player in the history of the Thunder's franchise, and for some reason, everybody is way too comfortable making fun of that guy. ESPN play-by-play of uh, the Clippers game uh, that he was in recently. Westbrook pull up in the mid-range. No, that's probably the look they don't want him taking. Who? That's probably the look they don't want him taking. Maybe, maybe it is. But but you're the announcer. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's just. You don't say that about so many guys, but you say it about him. That like Hall of Famers when they take a shot, it's like well for anyone else that's a bad shot. They don't want him taking a mid-range. Yeah, I don't know. How, actually, do you know what's the most impressive thing about Russell Westbrook? It's not the versatility. It's not the explosive athleticism. It's not the consistent tenacity every minute of every game he plays in. It's the fact that he doesn't unleash on social media when all these people are cracking jokes. Because there's more jokes about him than like anyone in the NBA. And somehow he manages to just kind of keep coming. Different, different fashion choice walking into the tunnel every day. Consistency. Uh, the XFL, again, mic'd up, taking over everything. Uh, the NFL might have to to mic up a couple players because the XFL is doing it, and it is electric. Uh, here we have a uh, a quarterback trying to make a call and the offensive line trying to make a suggestion. All right, tight. Act two, hot. All right, tight. belly left. Act two. Still belly left. Shut the f- up, y'all. Listen. Act two, hot. On one on one. Ready? Nothing worse than when an offensive lineman suggesting a play call. Nothing worse. There, there, there's got to be the rule. Like you, you go over this in Pop Warner. One person talks in the huddle. Once the quarterback gets there, one person talks in the huddle. Yeah, but the XFL is supposed to be different, Tim. Why can't the offensive line calls the play? Oh, if, if he's the one calling the play, fine. You can't overrule the quarterback. That's fair. Strong belly left. Like, oh, uh, the only time, the only time in my entire career, it happened in high school. Never happened in college, where a a offensive lineman tried to suggest a play to me. Uh, we had run a play where the guard was pulling like five consecutive plays. Uh, and we were we were ahead by a decent amount and coach was trying to bleed the clock. So we're running the ball and the, the guard had to pull and the guard had to pull and the guard had to pull. And offensive linemen are big guys, right? They don't like doing all that running. So I'll never forget the guy, the, the guard that kept pulling, his name was Pat. And Pat came to me after a play and he goes, tell coach, I can't pull anymore. I'm, t- I'm so exhausted. So... This was like back in the day before signals and wristbands. Like the quarterback would run to the sideline, get the play, run back to the huddle. So I ran to the sideline. I said, Coach, Pat said he's exhausted. He doesn't want to pull anymore. Coach looked at me and said, you tell Pat he's going to pull every bleeping bleeping play for the rest of the game. And he pulled every play for the rest, at least that drive. I don't remember how the whole game went. And Pat was looking at me like, what did you tell him? I was like, Right, lesson learned here for both of us. We we shouldn't be telling coach what to do. Uh, lesson learned for Russ Wilson. Uh, if you are going to to let your body go a little bit, you might want to hide it from Tariq Woolen of the Seattle Seahawks. He was on the Two Up Two Down podcast calling out Russ's uh, physique. Did he yeah. seem like he was shook? The Russ, yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes, but at the same time, like seeing him in person, it was pretty funny because. Like on TV and stuff, you see him like like from college and stuff. You like okay, he looking shape on TV, but you see him in person, it's like weird. He like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he might be out of shape. 
Hey, yo. Nah. He just might be out of shape. Yeah, 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 but the crazy thing, he athletic. Like, like, but, but he, he athletic and he a good player. But like, literally, when I seen him, I'm like. Dang, I ain't not know he was built like that. And yeah. he was short. You know, I mean, I'm tall anyway, but I was like, damn, he that short. Was he like 5'8", 5'9"? He's like 5'9". Is there a worst thing to describe a body's athlete or an athlete's body as other than a sack of potatoes? Like, you can be a big person and you look powerful, right? You you, you can be a big person and, and you can look, you know, the, the keg instead of a six-pack. But a, a sack of potatoes is lumpy. Sack of potatoes is is sloppy. Tariq said Russ Wilson looked like a sack of potatoes, and he's five nine. He's not five nine. That's Tariq's getting a little uh, he's a little mean there. But hey, you want to get under somebody's skin? You look like a sack. Your body looks like a sack of potatoes. Russ probably in the gym right now. Cardio. Get that sack of potatoes out of there. Tim Donnelly Show, that's sports in its own words here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Load management is the big discussion in the NBA right now. Players are taking nights off. And Charles Barkley, as always, is the voice of the people. We play the audio of Charles Barkley's thoughts on load management coming up. 